Hey folks, this is Joe Hendry here and welcome once again to Wrestling University with myself and Dr. Tom Pritchard. He's trained the best in the business, The Rock, Kurt Angle, Edge, the list goes on. Limitless amounts of superstars have been under Tom Pritchard's wings, so this is an awesome way to learn more about professional wrestling, whether you're thinking about training yourself or something you've thought about and what it actually entails, or you want to know more about the backstage stuff, we've got all that. I was just to let you know, this week um, is the last week where we recorded uh, some episodes somewhere else. I was away from home, so like I said, if the audio or video cuts out a little bit for a second here or there, um, you know, don't worry about it, it'll be back to normal next week. Um, so just to give you the heads up about that, I was, I was away from home and the kind of internet was a little different. So just bear with us there. Um, but again, the content is uh, spot on from Tom as always. This week we actually talk about something uh, which is rather sort of uh, somber, which is basically when is it time to pack it in? You know, you see people go on and perhaps they sometimes go on too long and they regret staying in wrestling as long as they did. And then there's other people who retire perhaps too early before they've peaked. So when is it time to take a step back and go, I've achieved everything I want to achieve and you know it's time to move on in life? Or when is it like, this has extracted too much from me? Because there's something I always kind of talk about, which is like, try to use wrestling more than it uses you type thing, which sounds really kind of um, depressing, but I think you have to go into it with that mentality because if you're not careful, the business can extract quite a lot from you. So we cover all of that. Um, so you're kind of getting a different side of the business that you're maybe not used to. Um, so cover some really interesting stuff. Um, and yeah, without further delay, let's get into the podcast. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, just before I do get in, if you want to support Inside the Ropes, head over to itrwrestling.com and grab yourself some merch. All right, let's do it. Hello and welcome once again to Wrestling University. Again, we're in a slightly different setting this week because of the holidays. So apologies if there's any hiccups with the audio or video. But as always, we'll have the same great content here with Dr. Tom. Um, I'm just going to say before we get started, uh, make sure you head over to itrwrestling.com for all your news, columns, all the great stuff you love about wrestling shows like this and merch as well if you want to support the shows go and grab some inside the ropes merch um and also uh tom can you just tell us quickly and uh, we'll recap at the end but if people want a great training school where should they be going they should be going to jpwrestlingacademy.com for all the information it has our school hours it has our school uh, sessions and and schedules right there on the front page Awesome. And also, as always, huge thanks to Ring of Honor, who have been hugely supportive. I've not been there for you know quite some time now, but they have been fully supporting me throughout the pandemic. Uh, they've got me doing a new show now where I kind of break down what happens each week on Ring of Honor Wrestling. So very grateful to them for keeping me employed uh, throughout this period. It would have been really easy to, you know, just uh, kind of let things go and you know you, it would be understandable but they've actually gone above and beyond to help support me through this so super appreciate but um tom before we get started how are you this week doing great this week man thanks awesome good stuff um the topic i want to talk about today is a little uh it's a little i don't want to say negative but it's a little bit sad but something that i guess every wrestler needs to think about and because we see Sometimes people maybe do it too early. Some people do it too late. But at what point do you kind of round off your career and say, you know what, as far as my in-ring career, enough's enough. And I think I want to probably look at this in a, from a few different angles. So I guess let's look at it from a positive point of view first, which is if you've had a great career, you've achieved everything that you wanted to achieve, 
when do you think is the right time to step back? Well, let me. Or is it just as simple as that? When you've achieved yeah, what yeah, you want well, to achieve, you know. I, I don't. I don't know if it's ever just as simple as that. I, I think when you get in this business, if you really love professional wrestling, um, this is all. And all this is all you think about: morning, noon, and night. And, and even when you're sleeping, you dream about it. It's not so easy just to step away. But for for me, let me just say it like this. I wanted to wrestle, and Kevin Sullivan and I used to talk about this all the time. Uh, we wanted to wrestle into our late 60s and 70s. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, no. You know, then I'm, I'm realizing, uh, and I remember Bullet Bob Armstrong wrestled all the way up into his late, 70s. He didn't wrestle necessarily. He went to the ring and he did his bullet Bob Armstrong stuff. But uh, for me, I I remember uh, I got I got kicked in the face one time really hard by Jackie Fulton, and that was the beginning of my neck problems. That was in the early 90s, and then by the time I got to WWE, I had injuries and I had a bad neck and and a bad back and things like that. I didn't want to step away, but when it doesn't become as fun or it doesn't become as fulfilling as it once did. And I've been wrestling by 60, it's 16 years by the time I got into WWE. Um, then, you know, maybe you don't necessarily want to step away from the ring completely, but maybe it's time to cut back. And I knew, you know, the opportunity rose where I could train people and I was still wrestling uh, occasionally with the guys I was training. But I, I think it goes for every individual. You have to think to yourself, um, how long can my body hold up? Can I take the bumps? Can I take the punishment? Can I take the travel? The travel, uh, as you go and get older, too, doesn't, isn't as fun as it used to be when you were young and, and could get on a plane or get in the car and, and the miles seemed like they just went by like that. I remember those car rides. I remember those plane trips. and and overseas trips they were a lot of fun but after a while uh and after you've done it a while it, it does wear on you and it, it does take its toll so uh i think it's up to every individual guys like bob armstrong who wrestled into their 70s and now kevin sullivan understands now he doesn't want to wrestle into his 70s he he can do what he can do but you know when you get older your body does feel it and you're going to feel things a lot more than you did when you're 20. Yeah. I was going to ask, so let's look at it from another perspective because unfortunately for every person who achieves everything that they want to do, there's a thousand who don't ever come close, you know, and my heart really goes out to those people because I've always tried to live by the mantra of use the business more than it uses you, which I think yeah. people really struggle with. And I've kind of, I've been in situations, I'll give you an example. There was a, you know, there was a period of time where it just felt like I, I couldn't make the opportunities happen that I wanted to make. It just felt, um, I don't think I ever want, thought about quitting, but it just, it wasn't fun. That's for sure for yeah. a while. And then when I got to Ring of Honor, you know, I was flying all over America. I was still still living in the UK. I was flying over to America every two weeks, having the time of my life. And I'm thinking, God, it was worth going through all that stuff just even to taste this, you know. And I'm thinking, if I not that I would have, but if I had quit before, I would have missed that. Whereas then there's other people who I know just 
wrestle and wrestle and wrestle when they don't love it, they don't enjoy it. And when, how do you know that, you know, maybe it is just time? How do you know when it's your time to, to stop? Yeah, like so for example, if you are if if you are someone who is like I would say if someone loves wrestling, if they absolutely love it and they get a lot out of it, regardless of their success level, if they love it, then I guess there's no reason to continue. I guess what I'm saying is if you're not getting to where you want to get to, how much well, time needs to pass before you go, enough's enough. I need to move on with my life. Well, once again, I think that's that's every individual's uh, choice, every individual's decision, because no, nobody's the same. I, I know people who, and and this was me too, um, when I was in wrestling, when I was wrestling full-time especially, you know, we would spend uh, at the most maybe 15, 30 minutes in the ring if we had long matches. You know, back when I started, the matches were going longer. But but you're spending hours to get to the building more than more time in the dressing room when you be uh, in the ring. So it's the entire lifestyle. It's that that it's the entire vibe of the business. And if all you know is a dressing room life, traveling from one town, one building, one match to another. Um, if you if you are that vagabond, if you are that gypsy, if you are that carny, whatever you want to call it, man, that was me. I, I wanted to get on the road. It was it was romanticizing to the fullest of going to one town, wrestling and then going back in this room where nobody else can go except uh, the people involved. And, and we had our secret world in the locker room. And then you go out and wrestle and then you come back and continue in this world and then go down the road doing what we were doing. Um, so everybody had a different, uh, level of, of existence and acceptance. I remember a guy in Louisiana named Steve Lawler. And, uh, when I first started was just making shots back and forth and I met him one time. Uh, and the next time I came in to Louisiana, the guys were talking in the locker room and said, yeah, Lawler couldn't take it. He, he, he said, this is, this is too much because Louisiana, you do 3,000 miles a week, every week, and sometimes more in your car. Some people are made for that life. Some people aren't. And, and you will know if you have a family or you have people or at home that you, you really want to see and, and miss, uh, that's not easy to get in the car and go and spend the night with, with a bunch of rowdy wrestlers or, or a bunch of crazy, insane people. And, and back then... Again, there was more crazy and insanity going on. Uh, so you knew if you loved it or not. These days, it's a lot more business. It's, it, it, it is more a corporation. And it is being reliable and getting there and, and uh, no drinking or drugging and things like that. Um, and some guys can, can last forever. Uh, some guys could last forever. Nowadays... I think the only way going to do that is is on the small shows, the independents, the guys who who say they've been wrestling. For, I've been wrestling for 20 years. Really? Where you've been wrestling at? Right here. It's the same place. If you want to do that, that's fine. Um, but if you're talking about really making a living at it and doing it and knowing when it's time to stop, again, guys like Ric Flair never want to stop. Rick would still go in the ring if he could. But, you know, due to health issues, you can't. Sting at 61 years old. I'm 61. I don't want to bump anymore. I don't want to wrestle. I can show you and I can do things and coach you. But but Sting still has that drive. Sting is that guy. He's the icon. Um, but other people, the, the majority, 
I think it really is a personal decision. And I don't know if there's a set time. Like I said, Bob Armstrong wrestled up until the time he was 78 years old. He would go to the ring anyway. I don't know that he wrestled, but he would do uh, do minimal and, and get the most out of it because he was a legend and icon. And people would see him and say, well, we know he's 78 years old, but at the same time, he still loved the business. He still wanted to be around it. Now, people can look at that one or two ways. Is, Boy, he is an insane, crazy son of a bitch. Or the fact that he just loves the business and he's insane and crazy. Either way, it was embraced, and uh, the boys still respected him just because of what he's done. What he's done in the business, and there's some veterans that can get away with that. Again, like Sting, and I don't think anybody wants to see Ric Flair uh, take the bump over the turnbuckle slower than he did when he was in his prime. But uh, again, I think it's all up to the individual, and and it can be sad watching somebody past their prime trying to be. Uh, the, the guy they were in their 20s. And no matter what, time catches up to you. It catches up to everybody. And we're just, we don't move as fast as we once did, and we're not as nimble as we once were. Also, I was wondering from like a, a mental health perspective as well. So let's say if someone is a trainee who has just been, you know, just trying and trying and trying, getting nowhere, and it's, it's, it feels depressing. You know, is like, do you think if, if they, is that then the time to step back and go, well, hang on, I must be missing something here. Uh, Or is that the time? When do you go right? Enough's enough. Well, 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 that's, that's the thing. Um, We've all hit that point. I've hit it a couple of times. And I think everyone hits that point where you, you get a little depressed because things aren't going the way you think they should or the way they should anyway. And, and you're spinning your wheels. And that's when you do have to sit back and, and look at your life and ask yourself, what do you want out of your life? What do you want to do? What do you want to, what do you want to accomplish in the business and in your life? What is important to you? And to me, uh, as a young guy, Looking around, I made so many mistakes. I've made every mistake in the business you can and learn from your mistakes. So I didn't learn from my mistakes right away. It wasn't until I stopped wrestling and got on the other side of the the table and listened to the way it really works. Um, and, And when you're young, you don't know. You may think you know, but you don't know until you're there, until you really understand it. Some people get it better than others, but some people don't. So when you're getting to the point you're spinning your wheels and you are getting to the point where, man, I don't want to go to these kind of shows anymore. Then you have to stop and look at yourself. What are you missing? Is it the gym? Uh, is it the attitude? Uh, is it the ring work? And if it's any of those. Can I just say one, sure. I just say one thing, Tom? I, I actually, it's interesting that I think sometimes when it's, it's yourself, you can't see the forest for the trees because right. I remember at these times thinking, God, I'm doing this right. I'm doing this right. Why is this not happening for me? And I just happened to come across some of my old match footage and I'm watching it now. And it seems so obvious. I'm going, well, there, my physique's just nowhere near good enough, you know? Right. And I know that now, but at the time I just couldn't see it, you know? Right. That's what that we can talk about experience. We can tell you about experience. We just can't teach experience. And that's really the process. It's getting the experience, getting the the knowledge to finally sit down and be self-critical and and honest with yourself. 
A lot of people don't want to see that, don't want to hear that. But but the honest answer is, well, wait a minute. Let's look at you, and then let's look at this guy. Why is he getting the breaks? What's he doing that I'm not doing? What's special about him that's not special about me? And what I'll give you an example. Sorry, sorry, Tom. I was just going to say, I can give you an example. I remember when World of Sport came back on ITV. Personally, like I was just like, you know, I I think I should be a top guy, you know, and I was probably, I probably was, but just not quite, you know what I mean? Upper mid card. And I'm going, what the hell's, you know, but when I think about it and I saw the product on TV, it immediately made sense because I was like the way that was brought back in the UK. Um, I don't know if you you know that or remember that Tom, it was so the old world of sport uh, brand was re relaunched right. in 2018 and they had uh, Jim Ross commentating and it was on like primetime television. It was in the UK. It was a big deal. The idea was to bring wrestling back into, you know, on this mainstream television channel. And um, I remember watching it back and going, Again, for the majority of the audience here, it's casual viewers, it's kids. If I don't look like a million bucks, then it's given them a reason to go, ah, maybe not Henry, you know? Right. Right. And it's, 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 for me, I think one of the things I see in other wrestlers as well is we sometimes tend to focus on what we can do. And then I think there are certain things where you have to take a step back and go, sure, this is my strength. I'm going to play into that. But if I don't bring this up, to a minimum standard, which is actually going to be quite high, especially nowadays, then I'm going to be in trouble here. You know, a hundred percent right. Because, uh, they want larger than life and they want people that they can come in and be special, can be stars. And they're looking for stars, even from the bottom to the top. So, uh, those are the things you have to look at. Why Why am I right here on the card when this guy is up here? And he may not have uh, as great a physique, or he may not have something that you see, but he has something the powers that be see and understand. Yeah. So what is it that he has that you don't? And you don't have to do it the same way, but you have to take that same element. Why is he ingratiating himself to the guys who were in charge? How is he getting them to put him where he needs to be? Because you can say all day long uh, that you deserve it, but you have to demonstrate and show that you are worthy of what they give you. And, and it may be as simple as we like his work ethic and everyone likes to work with this guy and vice versa. So, um, th- there are a lot of key elements that, that nobody sees until all of a sudden is presented. That's why I said uh, I finally got it when I quit wrestling. I sat on the other side of the desk and, and went, now I get it. And that's where you come up with. It is a relationship business, but it's a physique. It is cosmetic. It is a body business. It is a mental game. And and your mental health, we talked, you, you just mentioned earlier, your mental health is a key part of this. And it's a work. It is a game. It is a test. Everything you do. And that's why it's so taxing. And that's why a lot of people get frustrated. And that's why, again, using the example of Steve Lawler, you know, traveling 3,000 miles a week never getting to see your family and, and having to get to the gym and having to do these things and having to eat right. 3,000 miles a week on the road, you're going to have to eat fast food. Where are you going to eat? How are you going to eat? You don't have time for a sit-down meal. You've got to get to the town. You've got to show these guys you're dependable. You have to bring ideas to the table. You have to take care of yourself. But I'm traveling 3,000 miles a week. 
Well, guess what? There's 24 hours in a day. The ultimate warrior used to go to the gym at 2.30 in the morning. He would get a little sleep. He'd have to make the town. He'd have to do personal appearances. I mean, we could name all these things that are in your day, but people managed to do it. John Cena looked like a million bucks. He was a top guy for 10 years, but he did what it took. He did what he had to do. John was laser focused, and John was a top guy because he never missed a personal appearance. He never missed a radio or TV shot, whatever it was. Make a wish, whatever it was. You know, everybody wants to be John Cena, but nobody wants to do what John Cena does because it's it's a lot of work. And sometimes you would have those 21-hour days. Well, how do you have a 21-hour day? It's possible. It's done. And and the guys up in New York do it all the time. Um, Vince is one of the hardest working guys still at, at his age. And that's what he expects of everyone in his company. It's just it's it's the company you're going to work for. They set the standards and you either live up to them or you don't. And um, it is a matter of personal pride, personal work ethic, and things that you want out of life. Do you really want to do this? Because that's why we say, you know, this isn't cut out for everybody, and, and not everybody's cut out for this. You have to sacrifice. You have to be dedicated. And those aren't just words we throw around. You find the sacrifice. You find the dedication in the top guys, like a, like a John Cena, like a Rock. Rock didn't just magically become the, the biggest box office attraction or one of the one of the biggest celebrities in the country, in the world, not the country, but in the world. He worked his ass off and he had those 20, 21 hour days. Some days you don't sleep, but maybe 20 minutes and you get up and you keep going. How did he do it? Well, he found a way. He has that drive. He has that ambition. And that's what you have to have. And he had the confidence and he had the courage to do it. So it really is a matter of what do you want out of life? What do you, what can you accomplish? And I, I believe what's possible is done and what's impossible will be done. Just it's how bad you want it. Absolutely. Um, one thing I did want to ask is, so before we were talking about, you know, um, being able to be self-critical and actually in my own experience, I've found that hard to do and one thing that helps me is to have people around me who will give me that honest feedback it's not always what i want to hear but it is the honest feedback however i feel it's a double-edged sword because in wrestling sometimes people aren't even aware of it but i think there can be a bit of jealousy from even sure. friends and family members who will say things just because by virtue of you achieving your dream you're reminding them that they could have gone and achieved theirs how do you find people who tell you the truth without Buddying you unnecessarily. You keep looking and searching uh, high and low until you do. Uh, these days, especially, it is it is difficult to find someone who's going to be honest with you and give you a critical eye and tell you what you need to know. Uh, not everybody does want to hear it. Not everybody knows what to tell you. But you have to keep searching and you have to ask and you have to find and you have to have that instinct as well. It goes back to instinct. You know, I, I I've read many times. Trust your gut instinct. And it, that, that's that's as a human being, we know how ah, this doesn't feel right. Or, you know, if the guy's being genuine. Sometimes it's not always right. And, and you have to keep searching high and low. You can't stay in one place and expect to get better all the time. Uh, Drew McIntyre, when he went to WWE the first time, the main roster and boom, 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 spiraled down. Then he went back to uh, was it Scotland or where did Drew go back to? 
Yeah, he he came back to ICW, the company I was talking about. Okay. Uh, so he came back there. He did a stint with uh, TNA as well. Uh, right. Impact, sorry. Um, and he he basically became the top guy right. in the indies before going back to NXT, becoming the champ there, and then to the main roster again. Well, that's what I was going to say, because Drew went boom, 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 and, and then went back home and was determined. That That's a great example of a guy who, who was not going to be denied. And I've known Drew since his early 20s when he went up to the main roster the first time um, and went back. And how do you do that? Well, how do you do that? You you focus your mind and you realize it is a relationship business. How do I make these people believe in me? First of all, you have to believe in you. And then when you're not getting the critical feedback you're, you're looking for, you search again for it and you find the people who know what they're talking about. You find the people who are honest with you and who will give you an idea and a critical eye. You don't do it on your own. Trust me, it is a process. And without the promotion, without the company behind you, it's not going to happen because you can't book yourself in the main event. They have to believe in you and they have to see something in you. And, and how do you make that? Not everybody follows the same path, but you do need mentors. You do need coaches. You do need help with people who can watch something. And it may not always be the same idea or uh, thought process that you have and you've got to ask yourself does this fit me and do I feel comfortable going this route that's why Pat Patterson was so valuable to WWE because he had an idea and he could see it with Shawn Michaels he could see it with The Rock he could see it with Steve Austin Bret Hart whoever you want to name uh, you know Bret was a great wrestler when he was there but he got help and Austin and everybody who, who, who's been a top guy has gone through the same process. And they listened to some things. They tried some things. They kept some. They threw away some. But eventually, as you find your way, that's going back to Drew, as you find your way, you will find what works. Drew is still working on it. Drew is still finding himself as far as the personality, as far as the the, the aura, as far as the vibe, as far as when he walks in the ring, he's still uh, developing. He's still evolving, evolving. Thank you. Yes, he is. And, and that's what you must do. He you know, I hear the knock on him all the time. He has no personality. The son of a bitch has great personality. He just has to find it where he can uh, emote. And he's doing a great job now, especially in this time, especially in this day and age with with no people there. It felt so bad when he had to win the title uh, in front of no fans. What, what a what a crush at the same time. Instead of looking at it like, oh, my gosh, no, I'm, I'm just a champion during this time. He's carrying the ball. He's doing what he feels he must do. And he's going to he's only going to get better and he's earned everything he's got. So uh, you're right. You do need mentors. You need to keep finding them. If you're not finding if you find somebody in there, they, they might be jealous or they might be a little envious and they don't want you to succeed secretly in their mind. You're going to feel that if you're instinctive and, and, and you got got this uh, focus on what you really see yourself as. And you've got to envision again, going back to the the vision board, uh, putting those goals on there and and believing they're going to happen. Because I, I truly do. I believe that if you put those goals up and you truly can envision it and see it, it'll happen. 
It really will. Absolutely. There you go. Um, well, to be honest, that was uh, probably a pretty great place to end it there. Um, Tom, thanks again. Um, again, folks, if you you know head over to itrwrestling.com, you'll get all your news, reviews, columns. Uh, we've got awesome shows like this. We've got merch as well. Get yourself some ITR Wrestling shirts, um, Inside the Ropes shirts. Um, and also, Tom, if people are looking for a great training school, where are they going to go? Check out jpwrestlingacademy.com, and uh, we have all our sessions listed on the front page. Also, you can email us at jpwrestlingacademy, pardon me, at jpwrestlingacademy.com, and you can email us at jpwrestlingacademy at gmail.com. We'll answer all your questions. Awesome. All right, Tom, thanks again, and we'll see you next week.